Content warning before we begin. Today's episode plays with themes of loss of agency, nudity, and stalking. Today, on the Terrible Warriors, Flight 191 continues on its course to Italy. Or does it? Aiden Callis confronts the memories of his past. Or does he? Autumn tries to find rest. But will she? And I would like to tell you that Blue remains safe for the entire hour, but that, dear listener, would be a lie. The in-flight meal will be served soon to passengers. I hope you've made up your mind about your order. This is part three, chicken or fish. So Autumn and Blue, you awaken in this dark cabin, the bed empty, but the door is slightly ajar. Blue, did you see where the professor went? No, sorry, I've been sleeping. I was sleeping too, which is kind of weird. That's good. Anyone who lives with Autumn would know she gets terrible, terrible nightmares. Hmm. Oh, yeah! Yeah, I was gonna say, oh, do I get a free pass? It. Yeah, roll it! <laughs> okay. This is one oh, of that's actually one of your disadvantages that yeah, you have to yeah. roll whenever you go I was to sleep. Like, do I get away with it? Oh. <laughs> During any sleep, would you sleep? Anytime cool. I sleep. Um, and do I apply my stability disadvantage to this roll? Mm hmm. Okay. Yeah, and Blue, go ahead and roll for involuntary medium. Yes! <laughs> Making everyone's dreams come true. I love it. No, okay, so I rolled a very excellent seven. Mm. Oh! <laughs> mm. It's all going to hell right here. Mm, right here, right now. Yeah, yeah, so uh, can you read me the, uh, uh, the, the text for that, for the failure? The nightmares take over completely. You are trapped in the dream till you find a way to wake up, and everything that happens also directly affects your sleeping body. So I think I woke up, but I didn't. Oh boy. I got a 14, so the entity gains influence over you, the GM takes one hold. Oh yeah, alright Blue, I'm taking your character. Get out. <laughs> That's, uh, that's some synergy with our disadvantages. I know, yes. right? Look uh, at that, working together for terror. Sorry, listener, I know you want to know what happened to Aiden last week, but apparently we've got other priorities right now. Exactly. <laughs> Aiden can can wait. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, Autumn, you awaken with Blue standing before you. And it, it plays out exactly like I just described. I ask Blue... Did you see where the professor went? Blue, what are you wearing? She's wearing a slightly more fitted, like, blue polo shirt and khakis. Sensible runners. How would she take her clothes off? Everything about blue is very, like, gangly and intentional. So she's just methodical, sharp edges of just a quick... This She does the one movement to remove a shirt where you just cross your arms, goes methodical, shirt off buttons, pants down, socks off, folds everything, puts it in a pile as she goes, bra, and an underwear, and she's naked. 
What does Autumn see? Blue is underweight, clearly, from a lot of time spent eating instant ramen and not being aware of anything related to nutrition. Blue has never advocated for eating more or knowing when she should eat. Everything is like hollow. There's so many like dips in her that are just sort of like gray and dark and shadows sit there. She's close to flat chested, pretty blockish build that's just thin, wayfish, and a lot of bones. Kind of childlike from the lack of fat on her body. And Autumn watching this, kind of as Blue starts to undress, um, kind of like sits up in her seat and looks like she's going to stand up, like grips the arms, like reaches a hand out as if to stop her, but doesn't quite fast enough. And is just kind of watching and doesn't say anything, but kind of just takes it in and then slowly sits back in her seat as tilts her head. Blue? What are you doing? So I want to check in real quick because uh, I know uh, we talked about forbidden subjects and stuff like that. Uh, but I want uh, to clarify uh, this particular piece, uh, mm-hmm. which is my proposal is that Blue has a scar on her stomach. Uh, now we had in the in in the uh, online quiz the horror contract yeah the yes. horror contract you had stuff related to pregnancy so how do we feel is this something that we can do because it, it's kind of in that nebulous like mm-hmm. weird area so up to you guys if we're doing lines and veils i could vote that it be a veil so it's something mm-hmm. that the topic can be but it wouldn't be like lines and veils lines would be like hard no it doesn't exist where veil would be it exists but um it's behind the curtain on the stage we're not going to bring it out onto the stage hear about it mm-hmm. talk about it um but i don't want to be like yeah so you can play either... a scene in labor or anything like that yeah, yeah yeah so we can either verbally talk about it or message me via discord privately if if you want to say something but not out in in the ether um so thoughts i'm i'm personally green light but okay. yeah i'd say green light same with justin i don't want to touch anything really to like labor and like a mm-hmm. birth scene it could be it yeah. could be veiled if we want to do like just like they went to the hospital yeah and like i'm not interested in depicting scenes of like harm to babies and child yeah. monsters and things like that yeah because that that is a definite hard hard line in the horror contract this kind of was a an area that i felt we could chat about which is why i brought Mm -hmm. it up um okay so uh yeah autumn looking at this uh and you would say blue is pretty pale right yes sorry i never described her skin color yeah she's pale chalky unhealthily blue is coming through in places where you usually see pink on a person yeah, so you see like the blue veins uh, around her chest uh, and then this scar going kind of down her stomach. Autumn reaches forward and lightly touches the scar and is looking at Blue's face and is like, Blue, what, what is what is this? Not like this, but like what is this like the whole of this i'm gesturing like around <laughs> to to the listeners they they can't see me but i am gesturing um 
so blue i'm giving you uh that was my hold on your character uh you you feel like you were a passenger for the last couple of moments and now autumn who i feel like you trust has looking looked at your vulnerable naked body and has said what is all of this so i i i was aware that i was doing those things just not in control of it, right mm-hmm. okay. yeah and have I seen this scar before? Have I known I have this scar? Yeah. Okay, cool. But I don't you don't know, know why you have it. You know it's recent. Mm-hmm. Okay. And am I still dreaming or am I not dreaming? It's a good question. <laughs> Blue is going to jerk back from your hand once she realizes she can control herself again and sort of move to cover herself. And then just like, just as methodically as she removed all her clothes, she's going to very hastily, like, same thing, underwear first, bra on, undo the socks, put them on, unfold the khakis, put those on, shirt on top. And then she's just going to sit in her seat and buckle back in. And she's sort of breathing a little heavier. Like, she's still trying to... You can see that, like, she's looking around a little more than usual. She's trying to figure out what just happened. Isn't sure if this is something that should be normal. Has she had has she had any experience like this in the last year? It's hard to say. It, it's kind of like recalling dreams. Right. You know that they've happened, but the individual instances of it are just kind of this foggy, uh, water-esque thing you're trying to hold on to. Okay. Who's going to sort of, like, clutch over her chest a bit, and then... I don't... I don't know. Autumn, like, turns and kneels up in the seat to look over her seat. I'm picturing blue seat is behind Autumn's seat, and is kind of, like, looking up and over, and is kneeling, and quite, like, gangly doing so, and... Like... Are you awake? Were you sleepwalking? Um... Blue is now feeling like, for the first time, a bit of a tinge of embarrassment, and it's like her cheeks are reddening. And she's like, "I, I don't, I, I've never slept before, but maybe that is what happened. It's like I was here, and I just did it, and I couldn't stop it, and I didn't really want to do it, but it was maybe that's sleepwalking." Yeah, you kind of hear the pastor's uh, voice in your ear. You know, and Adam was embarrassed upon looking at its flesh and thus took the bush and covered himself of his shame. And Eve did as well. Autumn shakes her head and uh, says, It's fine. There's. It's okay. You're awake now. It's fine. Um, And it's a little creeped out, but not like too far gone I feel like within the cult Autumn's seen a lot of naked women and it's not that perturbed more so just perturbed but Blue's like out of character sort of like very mechanical undressing and then redressing and then sitting back down being very strange and um Autumn's gonna kind of like inhale very briefly and I I actually do want to roll my magic sense to sort of be like because as Blue's describing this sort of like I was awake and then I wasn't there's like a little fear in the back of Autumn's mind of like 
was that a thing? Was that something? And I'm scared, and my reaction to being scared is to want more information. Yeah. So I'm going to open myself to that intuition, and I'm going <sighs> to... Go ahead and open blue. Keep it together. Whoa. Woohoo. Oh, that was good. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Oh, I am not keeping it together. It's a mm. six. Mm. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, all right. We'll, we'll get to that. I rolled a 14 on my magical intuition. So I could choose up to two options, and one may be saved until later in the scene. So I want to learn something about the creature's nature. So learn something about the nature of this possession, I guess. Not that I know it's really that yet, but I have a... Yeah. If that's too meta... You can... Um, no, 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 it's totally cool. Um, so as you're looking at Blue, sensing the things around her, you can see this um, cut-out humanoid of darkness in the corner staring at you, and you can see the whites of her eyes and these black little irises staring at you. She seems to be weeping. All of her essence is wet and mercurial, uh, almost folding in on itself with the carpet uh, moving and shifting before you. She seems dreamlike, but very much looks like blue. And is there some sort of something about this creature's nature that I can inherently understand? Like some sort of... um learn something about a creature's true nature. So what it, what is the nature of this creature that I can see now? Yeah. This creature comes from uh, something that you've heard about, the, the upside down, the deep below, the darkness and the cracks, the shadows of the earth. The further down you go, the more reality changes um, in things humanity hasn't quite yet explored are actually just the places that they disregard Uh, the places under bridges crypts and tombs deep below New York City subway stations the place where light hasn't seen uh, hasn't been seen in years this thing comes from it it's almost an echo of someone long past and dead Yes, so I was perceiving the nature of the thing that had possessed mm-hmm. Blue. Right. And then I was going to posit that perhaps this has served my thirst for knowledge and I gain a stability from understanding yeah. this thing. And and from this, I am actually strangely comforted because I was like, ah, oh, this is like a piece of that truth that, my, that I've become secondhand obsessed with because of the cult. And I kind of back away, and I, I want to reassure Blue, and I say, Blue, it's okay. You're okay. Yeah. Speaking of which, Blue, you're not doing well. What does this look like? She rolled a six. So technically, it's GM choice, but... Well, you're going to take minus two stability. Uh, it's, not, okay. it's not a Isn't... life-changing thing, but... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's very, you know, uh, concerning trauma. Yeah, to not have possession of your body and then to, to be that vulnerable to, to Autumn. Yeah, it's very disorienting. Even if it was like a living dream, a waking dream that you were like sleepwalking and aware. Mm-hmm. It's really dis- disorienting, dis- disconcerting. 
Now, so minus two stress, so I'm always, distressed is the best I can do. So now that puts me down to anxious, right? Yeah. Critical stress, okay. Can you role play anxious? That's amazing, this is great. Okay, so, uh, this is a shocking moment for Blue because it's like the first time she's felt like this, you know, she's sort of been like, since coming back without much of a moral compass to guide her, she's been not censoring herself in any significant way, but this feels wholly so she had no control. She made herself vulnerable in front of like one of the two people that she has any respect or, or love for in this world and has done something strange and is, is freaked out by it. And it's it's turned into like a, a, a quiet shaking as she just grips her armrest and tries to go back into like her, her um, process of like being there. She's looked at the pamphlet. She's gonna maybe bring out the pamphlets again and start going through them, making sure she's like reviewed where everything is. Stays quiet shaken, pale and sweating. Yeah, you look down at your pamphlet, going through the first page. You see um, a panel showing jeans. In a hallway looking down, chairs on either side and cabins just further down. You turn the page and these jeans are a little bit closer. You turn it again and you see the entryway to your cabin. Turning the page, hairy arms stretch out and clutch the handle to your cabin. The next page has black marker over most of it, but you do see two pair of feet sticking out of the black marker laying down, it appears. Can I see that those feet are like anywhere in the cabin? Is there any like placement to them I could get gather? It looks like if they were to be placed, they'd be in the corner, but they're wearing shoes that you recognize. They're you and Autumn's feet. Oh God. Blue is going to, she's going to look around, see if she can see anything. She's just going to get up suddenly and go to the door and fling it open in one sharp motion. Is there anything out there? She's going to like ignore Autumn, ignore everything. And she's just trying to brave it through and look for anything. (sighs) Yeah. There's nothing there. No, there's something there. There, What is there? What's there? Staring at you is a woman wearing a white flowery dress, short black hair. You notice that her left eye uh, is slightly off tilter it's kind of looking up into the left while the other eye is staring right at you her lips are cracked and chapped um she has a bruise on her cheek and her earrings um look to be some sort of enigmatic uh cult symbol uh maybe associated with witchcraft or something 
uh, who, who are you? When you speak, you notice that her lips move in, in the same way. Uh, are you... Uh, Autumn? She's gonna, she won't take her eyes off her, but she will. And the mouth's still moving as she says words. Mm-hmm. She's going to call out to Autumn. Do I see this person in the doorway when I look over? Yeah. Uh, okay. Currently, I'm pretty composed, so I'm going to stand up slowly, walk over to the door, and close it. Yeah, just... And lock it, if, it, if there's a little <laughs> lock on it. Uh, there is not a lock. Uh, these cabins are not meant to be locked at all. Fuck. Yeah, so you can close it's it. Just a promise. I'm gonna... I'm just gonna, like, the instinct is to slowly close it. Yeah, just... And, and just, you, you notice her head, like, follows the opening mm-mm. and fillets. And I'm holding it, and I'm gonna lean against it, and I'm gonna look at Blue and say, like, do you, did you recognize who that was. Do I have any recognition of her? You want to look into your memories? Try to unbury something? Yeah. Yeah. Also, as a quick aside, while you were doing that, Blue, is that thing that I perceived, like, Blue's shadow thing still around? Oh, yeah. It's it's in the corner. It's behind you now. You turned your back on it. I feel like because I have that sort of understanding but I don't understand what's on the other side of the door. Like, that's where my priority shifted. Mm-hmm. Um, but Autumn's kind of going to look at it and be like, do something. Like, ask it, like, do something. Do. And, like, she's like, she feels like she can compel this thing to, like, do something to, to per- drive the other thing away. Yeah. Which doesn't make sense, but in her like fear, you're here mind, for a she's like, Do something. She's like, hey. Now my stress level means that I now have—is it a minus two to rolls or something? Uh, no, it, it's specific. So at critical, at anxious, you have oh. uh, a minus two to disadvantage rolls and a minus to one to keep together. Yeah. But you okay. get a plus one whenever you see through the illusion in this stage. Mm-hmm. Okay. And to look into my memories—is that like a—is that, that's a magical intuition? Um, Would that be soul? Would that be seeing through the illusion? Soul? No, I will. I'm going to put it to willpower. Okay. It's not. It's not that your memories are absent. It's just the your body is protecting you from them. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, so you have to. It, it's kind of like forcing yourself to be stabbed or stabbing yourself. There's the instinct that you have to overcome in order to do that. So that's a straight thirteen. And. One of the small things, as soon as Autumn gets the door shut, Blue's going to snap her head back and look where that eyeball was looking in the room. Up and right. I think it was a rope and left. Yeah. Creeping and crawling in your room. Uh, two, two women in the shadow. <laughs> there are two women in the shadows of our room. Well, no, you oh, two we women. Are. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's now four women in this room slash five, kind of. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you kind of feel pain, fire, 
lighting up your flesh, uh, tearing and moving and shaping hands all over your body. Hundred little fingers dancing across your pale flesh, moving and molding your flesh like clay. Pieces put within you, weird, misshapen pieces of flesh as the fingers kind of push and mold your flesh together and you first thing you hear is Aiden's voice and the first thing you see is this woman that you saw on the other side of this cabin looking at you in horror uh I don't I don't think I don't think I know her. I don't I don't know. Do you do you know where where Aiden went? Do you know where he went? Did you see him leave? N- no, I didn't see him leave. Uh I I was asleep. Um Yeah. Uh, Let's go over to Aiden. <laughs> I feel like Hello. Yeah, Aiden, uh, looking at the mirror, uh, your eyes have opened up wide as you realize that there's a path, a bathtub behind you. Hand is draped across the porcelain white coloration of this bathtub, uh, just kind of draped over the side of it as liquid continues to pour out of it deep in crimson. That's what I see in the mirror. Mm-hmm. I want to just yell out to the room, why would you show me this? And I turn around and look behind me. It's just the toilet. It's just the toilet, it's the room. Yeah. Yeah, the, the door behind me. Kind of pictured like these these bathrooms and all of these airplanes are roughly the same. you got the door, just to your left you've got the sink and the mirror. Oh, to your yeah. right you've got the tiny little metal toilet and like the little shelves where the leftover toilet paper can be and then the button to press to put it all through. And I'm going to hit the button to flush the toilet because it makes that really loud noise. And I want that loud noise to, like, knock me out of whatever waking dream I'm hallucinating and anxious about. As uh, I, I would have dried my hands and thrown the towel into the toilet to flush it away. Yeah, you kind of hear whispering echoing in this bathroom. I look back up in the mirror. It's still You're just like my father. Just, just like, like my father. father. Just, just like, like my father. And you just see yourself. Everything's okay. And that's what I'm saying to me in the mirror. Everything's okay. Everything's okay. You're surrounded by insanity. It makes sense that it would rub off on you a little bit. It'll be fine. We just have to find the answers and learn what's happening. Everything's okay. I've left them alone long enough. I should head back. Unlock the bathroom door. Unoccupied. Click. The light kind of turns on when the door opens like that. Yeah, light turns on. You notice there's a couple of people waiting in line. 
the lights are on in the cabin uh, in the hallway uh, and you see stewardess kind of giving figuring out what people want chicken or fish <laughs> mm. would never trust fish on a transcontinental flight like this wouldn't trust the meat either I might probably see if they have a vegetarian option yeah. Uh, are they asking me? Or are they just going chicken or fish? Chicken or fish down the yeah, aisles? Yeah, chicken or fish uh, down well, the they'll, they'll come to the cabin. Chances are, in our room, we're going to have a much better option. Something more fresh. Maybe something Italian. I mean, that would be a yeah. problem since we're going. That'd be nice. And you see this guy kind of staring back at the restroom line. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of hair on his neck. Uh, older gentleman. Uh, he's eating fish. Uh, and you can see the flesh of the fish and the white specks mm-hmm. of the flesh dripping down his mouth onto the floor as he eats with his mouth open, just staring down the hall towards you. So glad that I don't have to be rubbing shoulders with the with the working class tonight. It's a very steward of Gondor enclosed mouth. Yeah, yeah. Which like, is funny. When he does that to Because me, the though. actor who played that character is the same actor who played Walter Bishop, which is who Aiden is loosely based off of. So it all comes full circle, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I look, I just, it's just people are gross. This is why I don't like people. This is why I like working alone. And I'll just be glad to be off this plane and closer to resolving all of this. So I can just be back to my work again. And now they've gone back into their room at this point, right? Mm-hmm. They closed the yeah, door. Yeah, so you can. So you, you just see, like, you've just closed the door. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm leaning this against creepy the door. woman on the other side, and as soon as you close the door, I just like slam it open real quickly. Like I'm, it's my own room. Wait, and, so you don't see the woman there? Yeah, they're going. There's a steward, chicken or fish. Yeah. You probably just saw the stewardess, and, and of course I say stewardess, not flight attendant, because I'm an asshole. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, the people are out there in their seats. Uh, this place was empty with the static when I came out. Now there's people in their seats. Am I following those details correctly, Mitch? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Well, they obviously were all getting up to try the different washrooms and stretching their legs. It's a night flight. There's a whole other floor down below, and I get it. And so um, uh, it's just none of my business. And I sli- fly the door uh, shortly after you close it. Swing it open. Probably scare the crap out of both of you because you're so <laughs> tense. Ah, what the if f- you open the door, I probably will fall like into you because I'm leaning against it. Yeah, ah, shove you off. What's the matter? You having a hard time sleeping? I'll like fall over onto the ground at your feet. Oh, like, Autumn, get a hold of yourself. <laughs> what do we perceive? You see, uh, Ainsley, Aiden, your yeah. bike is. Sorry. I re- thank you. I'm sorry. Yeah. I like, Let's not make a okay. scene. Whenever we attract the public's attention, I have to roll against bad reputation. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so that, I think that would be a good opportunity. So go ahead it and roll that. It is a scene. God damn it, Autumn! It's always you. It's I'm always like, you. like tumble head over heels yeah. into the hallway. <laughs> I mean, like, it's okay thump, because thump, thump, thump. Blue lets out a scream and is standing there and like just shocked and unmoving. Having yeah. expected something much worse. <laughs> I rolled a five because of you. Holy <laughs> heck. They hate you. Yeah, that's that's no No, good. hold on. I rolled a zero, so that's not true. That that zero is a ten. Sorry, I rolled a fifteen oh. because of you. Sorry, I was I'm still looking oh. at percentile die where that would be a zero. It was mm. it, but in this case a zero is ten. Alright, so you're you're clear for now. I almost rolled a five because of you. I could have rolled a five. Do you know how dangerous this is? Causing a scene. We are too lay low. But I rolled a 15. 
So I instead just yeah. People kind of look over. Read you the riot act, pick you up, yeah. get you inside, close the door. What's the matter with you? Did you not see that woman in the dress? What just now when you came in? They're offering fish or chicken. You better make up your mind soon, because they'll be knocking on our door soon, and we don't want to be haranguing them any longer than we have to. And I look around. Do I see that thing in the corner still? No, it's like everything is lighter. Like, even this room, uh, you notice that the lights are on. Um, But no. (sighs) You're empty and alone. I go to the window and I close the blinds. The sun will be coming up soon and we don't want to be bringing in the light and ruining our circadian rhythms when that happens. Best to sleep through these flights so you don't suffer the jet lag. How many times do I have to say that? Where the fuck were you? I'm taking off my my shoes already and massaging my feet again. Fucking not. Where the (laughs) fuck were you? I went to the washroom. How's it any of your business anyways? Yeah, and you can tell, like... I need to freshen up. Your and you can feet. see my eyes are still probably swollen and shit from the crying yeah. that I had from the nightmare. And your feet are blue. They look like they haven't been getting circulation. That's why I keep massaging. My feet are so cold. Just all this high altitude. Poor food. Poor company. Being poor in general. It's amazing most of these people stay alive with the kind of food they have to eat every day. It'd be good to have an actual nice red-blooded meal when we get wherever we're going. Oh, her benefactor has good taste. Here the Italians eat well. And the wine. Mmm, the wine. And I'm just rubbing my feet because they're getting... They must be cold to the touch now, aren't they? Mm-hmm. I just can't get them warm. I can't get my feet warm. Blue is watching this, like, in shocked horror, but can't... Doesn't, like, know when to, like, jump into the skipping rope of mundane details that seem so stupid next to... What's up with the two of you? You look like you've seen a ghost. I, Why are you so on edge? We, like, uh, someone... Flying is safer than driving. You have to know. There's more terrible things than you could possibly imagine in the world than engine failure. Callous. Can Blue try to remember what the symbol that was on the earrings looked like? She's going to try and draw it on her notepad if she can. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, Autumn, you recognize it immediately. Uh, it's your symbol. That was on her earring. Would I reckon? Because I've been working with Autumn and working with things that Autumn has incorporated into my designs. I might not know it's associated to the cult, but I might just recognize a repeating symbol. Yeah. I guess it's up to if up Autumn, to Autumn showed you like her, uh, her cults. Um, I mean, symbol. if it's like the symbol of the cult, maybe not. I would have used like I don't know, like runes in the crafting Sigils of the door. Stuff, yeah. But this specific symbol, I might have kept quite close to my chest, as the cult is very secretive and not for men. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so I, I look at the notebook and I actually like I take the page and I tear it out of your notebook blue and I kind of crumple it um and I say never mind that you're not gonna share with the class never mind that I acting like a professor who's catching people casting notes between each other what are you gonna do about it I believe I'm doing it right now by asking you what's going on nothing it's just a bad dream uh just a bad dream blue you're not as good a liar as Autumn 
What's going on? There, uh, there was someone at the door, and and then they had an had on earrings, and they talked when I talked, but they didn't talk. They just they just moved and and. Who's gonna look up at the same spot again? I'm assuming it's light and normal, like everything has become since. Yeah, it's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. It's probably just a flight attendant. You were still, a, you were still, you were just sleepy when they knocked on the door. They're probably asking about your dinner. Yeah, you still hear the mushing of your flesh from these hands. Oh. In the background, though, just kind of in your head, Ooh. lingering in your mind. I would like to try to convince Aiden to let it go, and because I am crafty, I'm going to say... You don't have to roll against a player. I I will let it go. Is that a thing? Okay, it's against an NPC. Okay, never mind. I will roleplay it out. Um, I was like, I want to use my skills against Aiden. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It was a dream, you know? Don't you ever have bad dreams? You You know how I have those wake up, you know, dreams. It's nothing. Fine. We're all on edge. I understand. We are going into the unknown, finally making changes. We've been together for a year, and this might all soon be coming to a conclusion. I understand. We're all anxious about it, but we're in this together. We're going to see this through together. I mean, thank Hecate it's almost over. Thank heck indeed. Do not take her name. It just went right over my head what you were saying. (laughs) (laughs) And Um, and then I'll pat Blue on the shoulder like, never mind. We can always we can always talk about this later. Like under her breath, very quiet. As long as I keep notes and share with me later for my (laughs) Well, that's enough excitement for one night. You can tell them I'm not gonna be hungry if they come around. I'll get some food when we arrive at the airport. Besides, being up in this altitude changes your taste anyway, so if they do have it, make sure it's extra spicy. It'll help bring out the flavor. And that's all the advice from Aiden Callis tonight. Good night, everybody. And he puts the blind back over his eyes and tries to get that sleep he lost. Yeah, and the the door shifts open and uh, the way hostess uh, that you saw earlier, Blue, uh, is back uh, and she has a cart. Um, chicken or fish? Uh, chicken, chicken. Yeah, that sounds good. And for the gentleman, he doesn't want anything. Okay, wrecked. Uh, <laughs> and she, she kind of takes out two, uh, almost lunch boxes, uh, and hands it across the, the doorway. Blue will take them for the two of them. Uh, and s- set them down on maybe the bedside table or is that the only table? Yeah, put them there. You have like tables that you can pull out from the wall. Yeah. Okay. She, okay she'll put on one of those. Nostalgic feedbacks of in-flight meals with the little plastic <laughs> lid and the little foil package you have to peel mm-hmm. back and, and yeah. like yeah. rising Warm steam when it comes off. Just that one dinner roll that's just a little too soggy because it's been reheated too many times. And mm. even though it's like really gross, it's like the best it thing you've ever tasted. Really good. Yep. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, it's so warm. Yeah. Sometimes I even like it's chicken, but it's actually lasagna. And you're like, how did this? Why? Why? I asked. Okay, fine. And you're just. They have like a side pasta, and it's weird. And there's that one little tiny cake for dessert, like a tiny little cut of a square. But I'm kind of scared to open this meal, so I'm going to open it very slowly. 
Who doesn't touch hers? She just leaves them on the table. She's gonna go around gathering up the safety pamphlets from everyone's backs of their seats, and she's gonna put them next to on the bedside table. Like around the whole like floor? <laughs> Not the whole floor, just like oh, their, their room. Their cabin. <laughs> their cabinet, gathering them up and putting them there. Yeah. So Autumn, you're gonna eat your meal? Yeah, I'm gonna eat the meal. Cool. Flipping over. I'm currently composed right now so we'll yeah, see you're fine um, yeah I suppose when we when we took off it was 4 in the morning which was already 9am yeah. Italian local time so they would be f- feeding us based on the time that we're arriving which would be like like it's like 10-11am now so they're giving us like an early lunch yeah jet lag I tell you it's 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 that's the true killer of this adventure the true horror is the yeah. shit like we got it's along like, the way. Also, it's daylight saving. We're recording this on the day of the daylight saving shift as well, so it's all just very visceral. It's all just circadian rhythms don't get enough highlight in the horror genre. Mm-hmm. What do I see when I peel back the foil? Is it chicken? When you peel back the foil, the first thing you see is a very buttery red roll. Uh, it looks like the top part has been carved out to have like this little hole where melted butter is just kind of marinating in the bread. Pulling it back some more, you see what looks like canned green beans. Uh, they're very soggy and, and flaccid. Uh, just kind of limply lying on the, the plate. And then finally, you see this rare piece of meat beef it looks like um, with kind of strips of grill marks on it I can't trust airplane food you clearly asked for chicken Do you, does Aiden actually say that I think he just says good luck with your meal you can never trust airplane food and then he rolls over and goes back to sleep on the cabin bed yeah and everyone can kind of smell it right it's like you're at a Bob Evans <laughs> what's a Bob Evans <laughs> oh god America boy yeah <laughs> uh, Bob Evans smells like desperation <laughs> as well as gluttony it is the smell of a belly button uh, in a hot day uh, a little bit of salt and some pepper spices covering it all up is both enticing and revolting at the same time. I'm gonna avoid the steak, seeing as I asked for chicken. I need everything else. And then I will just, like, leave it by the door. Like, I don't want to be near that. It's... Mm-mm. I don't trust that. I'm hungry, but not that hungry mystery meat yeah blue is eating that she is uh she is returning to her seat and clearly intent on staying awake blue did you get chicken in yours is yours chicken actually chicken because mine kind of looks like like beef and i'm not gonna touch it i don't i didn't i did not open mine yet if you'd like to try it because hers is just sitting on the table there. Does the rest taste as it should? 
You're opening up Blue's meal? Um, yeah, sure. You know what? I'll take a look. I'm curious. What's yeah. Blue's meal? It's Parmesan-crusted chicken. Oh my god. I eat that. Because Blue offered. Yeah. Yeah. Chowing down on this lovely meal. Smacking your lips. That's great. I was really hungry. Mm. Blue might, like, grab the, the roll and eat that. That's it. Yeah. Autumn, are you going to go to sleep? You know what? I kind of feel like... No. Like, I learned my lesson. I know I'm prone to nightmares. That was probably a nightmare, though somehow Blue was also in it. This uh, this flight is taking forever. I look over at that map... <laughs> We've, we've, we've tried to sleep, we've tried to eat, we've been, like, chased around. Yeah, you... Are we even, like, it, halfway? No, <laughs> it hasn't moved since the last time you looked at it. <sighs> this is why I hate being awake during these flights. They feel like they last for eternity. So when Blue tries to go back to the notes, like, they're just, uh, they're at cruising altitude, but there's no markers, like, we are now over... It's, it's your notes are exactly what it says on the screen. Nothing has changed since you took them down. Everything's exactly the same. Is there a clock somewhere that we can mark time? Has time passed since we marked those notes? Yeah, looking over at the clock, uh, it does seem like time has passed. Must be broken. It's just frozen. It's computer thing, legacy system, they haven't updated it. It's just a frozen screen. Do we have blankets in here? Mm -hmm. Okay, Blue's going to grab a blanket and wrap it around herself. I think Autumn from this point on is going to take a more vigilant role and kind of like keep an eye out on things and kind of keep an eye on the door, keep an eye on the dark corners. Like, isn't paranoid per se, but just like I'm not sleeping anyways. Yeah, Blue's and not sleeping anymore. There's been some weird shit, like more weird than normal, than is normal for this household. Yeah, it's been pretty quiet the last couple of months up until these moments. Um, as uh, Autumn, you're kind of standing vigilant. You notice uh, one of your wisps' hair is a different color. Which, which normally your hair color? Autumn's hair is normally red, like a natural red, not like a yeah. dyed red. You see that one of your strands of hair is blonde. I kind of hold it out in front of me and twist it around at the light. It's weird. Never noticed that before. Am I maybe going gray early? Been kind of stressed lately. Do I notice anything else out of place? How are you checking? I, I'm not going to use my magic sense now. I'm just kind of looking. I'm kind of checking the rest of my hair. Maybe, maybe, you know what? Maybe I go to the washroom to check in the mirror. Leaving Blue and Aiden alone in the room. Yeah, for now. When, um, if Autumn leaves, I'm imagining Blue's taking, like, the middle seat in this row of seats. She's always going to move to the, fr like, frontmost seat if someone's not in it. I'm just uh, taking my notepad and I'm doing homemade Sudoku on one of my pages. 
<laughs> you made it on yourself a Sudoku challenge. And I just put I the numbers it. down and then I try to solve it. Amazing. Nerd. Loser. It's how I relax. <laughs> <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> You're going to need a reasoned mind when we land where we're going. And if I can't sleep, I might as well at least be relaxed. How about you, Blue? What do you do to relax? Uh. You're doing much better than when I found you catatonic and unable to speak. You've made remarkable progress in the last year. Thank you. I... I wouldn't even know when you were traumatized. That's good. Aiden is not a psychologist. <laughs> Isn't he? He is a theoretical engineer who has no skills with people. <laughs> He's not really? a doctor that can help. Not that kind <laughs> no. of doctor. But um, you will call me doctor. And he always likes correcting. Not a medical doctor. I'm much better than that. I... Don't feel like we can relax now. No, we're getting much closer to finding out what happened to you and what happened to me. I think this plane is weird. This is in the plane that we're in or this plane of existence? Because with you, it could be either or. I just meant the aeroplane. I don't think we're safe here. Maybe Autumn was right and we shouldn't fly. Well, it's a little late for that now, isn't it? We're cruising altitude, 30,000 feet above the Atlantic Ocean. Riding into the sunrise. It's kind of romantic when you think about it that way. Poetic. Heading towards a new horizon. And lightning erupts. And you see the light kind of flash through the curtains that you've drawn over the windows. And a few seconds after that, the boom as the plane kind of shakes a little bit. Ooh. I had to say that out loud, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is perfectly normal. I don't think we should sleep anymore. Probably right. I'll buckle myself into the chair then and come over and I sit beside you, Blue. Okay. Who's going to go quiet? She is watching the TV to see if anything changes on it. Oh, I was going to try and teach you the basic rules of Sudoku, but I understand if you'd rather look at the frozen <laughs> computer monitor instead. You can show me. She'll like she'll pay attention to it half and like glance up every now and then to make sure there's been no changes. Yeah, looking at the TV, um, you see yourself. Oh. You're gone into the restroom sit down on the toilet it's and I just see in the TV that's yeah that I myself am just like pulling down my pants on TV and <laughs> yeah it's your old place and I'm just beside you going you see there's four rows across and then a number done down and then you Aiden 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 doctor there's a that's me that's our house she's gonna point to the TV yeah you see it too Aiden would this be where the camera that I don't yeah. know about? The nah. devil. I don't know. I don't know when this... Is this... I, I, I mean, I get out of the chair. I get closer. Like, like somehow if I'll get closer to the monitor, I'll be able to see more details. Um, yeah, and like, as you look, Blue, like, kind of looks up and then looks you right in the eyes. And then I look at Blue, looking at me, looking at Blue, looking at me. This looks like our bathroom. 
back in the ramshackle apartment. It's... And I can see that, like, bathroom me is looking Aiden in the eyes, right? Mm-hmm. That's not... That's... That, that's not me, though. I wouldn't have done that. I, I wouldn't even... How would they have gotten this video of me? I don't know. I knew that should... owner was unscrupulous. I knew there would be sacrifices, but this... How's it here? It's not me. <laughs> and I look at Blue going like, but is it you? Blue, Blue's going to go grab the um, security pamphlets and flip through them all quickly to see if any of them have changed or have something new or different in the... They're normal, Blue. They're normal. Everything's okay. <laughs> you see yourself, uh, wipe, wash your hands, pull up your pants. Uh, but as you try to leave, uh, you trip. Uh, it looks like you fall back into the shower and your neck hits the side of the porcelain tub. You see it crack over the tub. Drool drips from your mouth uh, into the tub. Um, and your neck is just completely like this 90 degree angle. Huh. Uh, this... Can I try and do a magical into like I want to I want to understand like what I'm seeing here. I want to change yeah, the yeah. channel on the monitor to a different channel. This is not healthy. <laughs> yeah, you like you can <laughs> change the channel and it's <laughs> yeah, it's like it's a touchpad. Uh, so I just start touching it. <laughs> yeah, you 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 flip to the other side and it, it turns to the shining. You see uh, the main character typing away at the his typewriter in the mansion. So I got a seven. This is the lowest and comes with a um, uh, GM. You get to make a move, but I do get to know. um, I want to know if it has like, I want to know something about the creature's true nature. The object in the TV. First off, there's no magic. Mm -hmm. There's no magic. The object in the TV. Mm -hmm doesn't have a soul okay and you yeah and he turns the tunnel to to the shining and oh this is a classic one of my favorites I used to watch this every year <laughs> around christmas time really just to annoy people around me doctor do you think we should go get autumn Autumn is capable of looking after herself. She's just going to the washroom. Women need to have their privacy. You just leave her to that. She'll be back. Oh, okay. And, uh, it, it, they said there was like lightning and storm. Like I, I raised the blinds. Mm-hmm. Is it like does has the weather really turned outside? Oh yeah, yeah it is. Like, in you see, we're like going right through the storm now. You see buildings. What? The tip tops of buildings. What? Just below you. We're supposed to go over the ocean. Kind of in, in, intermingled with the fog. Tall black structures. Maybe we're still uh, over Georgia. Maybe we just haven't been in the air that long. We just haven't made it to the ocean yet. But we should be higher now. Uh. 
Something's wrong. I'm gonna find... I'm gonna go talk to someone. Yeah. Have a word with the staff. All right, should have been an announcement by now. Why isn't the seatbelt light on? Where's that damn pilot? Uh, well, we'll go over to Autumn. You've kind of waited in line for a little bit, but finally you have uh, the bathroom to yourself. I uh, step in, lock the door, and I'm observing myself in the mirror, and I'm checking my hair, and, I'm, and that blonde piece of hair, is it still still blonde? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Is there any others? Or is it just the one? Why don't you observe a situation? I'm gonna observe this situation so hard. <laughs> <laughs> so hard right now. Um... Roll perception. There it is. I have a ten. So I may ask one question. What is being hidden from me? Are you sure? Yeah. Was that the wrong question? No, there is no wrong question. Great. Uh, as you look at yourself, um, has has Autumn dealt with kind of body dysphoria? Like, does she like her body? Does she find it attractive? Uh, is she confident or secure? When she is naked with the other women gazing at some of them, especially the blonde-haired woman who seems to be everything the media says a woman should look like. How does Autumn feel? I would say Autumn feels very disconnected from her body. She doesn't really have any strong feelings about it. She tries not to think about it too much. Um, I think when she looks at this woman... She understands objectively this woman is beautiful, but feels very disconnected from that. You kind of remember uh, you and your family were taking a flight from the East Coast to the West Coast, vacation and the like. Uh, this Asian uh, flight attendant got your father a drink, and you remember him saying, I wish you were as elegant and beautiful as she is. My father said this to the woman said about me. this to you about the woman. Oh. Oh. Yeah, that doesn't feel good. That does not feel good. This is why Autumn tries to ignore her body as an entity. Yeah. And looking at yourself now, you've, you've realized that some of the oddities to your perplexion have kind of smoothed themselves out. Uh, there's a slenderness to your neckline, an almost sensual parting as it goes down, and your breasts are, are bigger. You look slightly different. Do I still look like myself? Just Yeah, you do. I, I like it. I'm looking at myself and I'm like, oh. 
oh, when was the last time I actually looked at myself properly? And I kind of straighten and, I, and I'm looking at myself and turning in the mirror and kind of touching my face. Yeah. And what, what color are your eyes? Autumn's eyes are normally uh, brown, pretty yeah. normal brown. Looking at them now, there's a sort of blueness to them. Ever so slightly, you can kind of see it in the light. Right. They've changed a little. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm wondering, I guess part of me is like, well, it's been a long year. And and I've, I, I, it's like the voice of Aiden Callis in my head saying, it's been a long year and you've been through some things. And you haven't really looked at yourself in a while. And... And I guess those experiences, maybe as you get closer to truth, you get more beautiful because our, our leader in the cult, she's very beautiful and, and the great crone Hecate must also be very beautiful and maybe I'm getting closer to truth. Yeah. The door bangs and shakes and then bangs again, shakes again. I startle and I shout, I'm in here. Is there a response? You hear kid voices on the other side. Come Come out out here, you you ugly ugly pig. pig. Come Come out. out. And it slams again, the door shaking. Uh, What? I didn't see any kids in the hall earlier, did I? No. That's weird. That's so weird. And you see like a cracking of the door as the pieces of metal fall off of it. I tell the kids to fuck off. Go away. Leave me alone. You should kill kill yourself. yourself. You keep banging on the door. You're so So ugly. You keep banging on the door, I'll come out there and fucking kill you. Come out here, you ugly pig. I like... You hear your father's voice on the other side. Um. Wow. I, uh. I throw open the door. Enough. You're staring at, like, this guy, uh, with a tie, and, uh, he has, like, this beautifully made suit, um, kind of a chiseled jaw and, uh, a slight, uh, hair around his, uh, face and, and short brown hair. Uh, and he kind of raises his hand. I'm sorry, I, I was knocking. Uh, I, I didn't mean to... Uh, I, I, I thought I was being soft. Uh, I was just seeing if you were okay. I, I heard something in there. And Are you okay? Um, Autumn, because she is stressed, and stress and fear makes her want to punch things, will grab him by the tie and tell him to leave her the fuck alone. Get out of here. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry. Take a few steps back and go down the aisle so that he doesn't have to go the same path as you are. She's breathing heavy and she kind of like in this moment is looking around and realizes there's no kids. Her father isn't there. Um, And she's feeling kind of like, what the fuck was that? This flight is like the worst place ever. I regret getting on here. My feelings are right. My feelings are right. My feelings are right. And then she like feels this urgency to return to the cabin to check on Blue. Yeah. And I guess Go ahead and keep it together. Ah! I got a 16. 
Oh, all right. How do you handle? I mean, yeah, go ahead. Well, the 10 and a five plus a one. Yeah. Uh, okay. So it felt I good to grab that guy by the tie and knock him out. Yeah. Of the way. Well, that's what I, that's, that's autumn, right? She get like violence empowers her. So she, that little bit of burst, like grounded her. She realizes it's okay. And she has a purpose. So she marches back to the cabin and like comes into the cabin kind of slamming the door behind her. Is this around the time that I'm leaving the cabin to go like, what are there mm-hmm. buildings outside? We- We're in the middle of a storm. We're nowhere near the ocean. Something is wrong. I need to find someone. And I yeah. bump into you on the way on the way of the door. This keeps happening. Autumn, come with me. Something's wrong with the plane. What? We can't leave Blue. Blue's fine. No, we can't. No. I'll stay with Blue. I, so it sounds like Aiden left the cabin. Autumn is in the hallway. I meet you in the hallway, yeah. I don't know to not leave Blue alone. Blue is in the cabin by herself. Yeah. I I, I turn around and go, look, Blue's fine in the door. And I go to open the door to the cabin. You left Blue? (laughs) You open the door, there's no one on the other side. Aiden. No, no, the door to the cabin. I walked out of the cabin, saw Autumn in the hallway, and went, something's wrong with the plane. i got to find someone to help. Or we're not flying high enough. And Autumn goes, you left Blue behind? And I go, of course I did. Blue's fine. And I go to open the door to prove that Blue's fine. I open the door to the bedroom, to the cabin, and the room's empty. Mm-hmm. I go, well, I can't explain this. She's hiding. I- she's <laughs> hiding under the bed. Uh- she's hiding in, uh, she's gotten up into the, where the suitcases are. Yeah, you do see that the, you know, the overhang, the the door uh, compartment is open. Just kind of dark in there. Autumn, in fear for Blue, will grab Aiden by his kind of lapel and give him, like, a shake. What were you thinking? What the fuck were you thinking? You can stop manhandling me right now. What I was thinking is there was something wrong with the plane, and I wanted to find out what was happening. There's nothing wrong with the plane. And I, I, I point out the window. There's, we're not flying high enough. Is, are the buildings still there? Are we still flying? Yeah, you see is? the buildings. Like it, you can't see them normally, but lightning kind of strikes every now and then. It illuminates this landscape of very tall black structures, like skyscrapers of New York. Does that look Do like the any... Atlantic Ocean to you? Do I have any sort of insight into what I'm seeing? Does it feel familiar in any way, shape, or form? Do I have any recollection? Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you roll that for us? Okay. What would that be, a Rita situation? Yeah. She must have just snuck past me when I went out to the hallway. She's somewhere on the plane, but it doesn't matter if the plane's in danger. I got a five. Oh, you got a five? You get to ask a question anyway, but you get no bonus. You miss something. You attract unwanted attention or expose yourself to danger. The GM makes a move. <laughs> I guess my question would be, what's going on here? What do I recognize this is kind of my question. Yeah. You're not where you were. You're back where you visited several years ago. You're at Blue's home. 
and Blue has returned home, it looks like. But we don't see Blue in the cabin. But, but, but if that's true, we'll have to resolve this in the next episode. And so uh-huh. our the final role we're going to do as I use this this hold. Uh, Aiden, go ahead and um, you're going to make one final roll for me, and that's avoid harm. <laughs> of course. Uh, go right for the one I don't have. Okay, so I'm just, I'm not rolling plus anything. A six and a nine. I roll 15. Ooh, you are fine. I shouldn't be. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Surprisingly, someone gets up. A very tall woman uh, with kind of long black hair. She goes off. She races forward, screaming her hands out as she pushes Aiden down, um, landing blows uh, against his shoulder, trying to get her fingernails in Aiden's eyes. But it looks like um, between the the flight attendants uh, and the other passengers that they can get her down onto the ground. All the while she's yelling, you killed her. I don't know who you, you are. You crazy bad. My get off of me. Sister. Someone get some duct tape. Rolling. Tie her to a chair. Master will end it. Good job, everyone. We did it, and everyone's okay. And Aiden has learned nothing. (laughs) Yay. Cult Flight 191 will continue. Stay up to date with what we have planned by following us on Twitter at Dice Warriors. We will have a very exciting announcement coming your way for the summer months to come, so follow our Twitter account. We'll keep you informed. Patreon supporters are the reason this podcast exists, and they'll get versions of each of our story episodes of Cult delivered to them in advance of the public feed. So if you would like to lend your support to the production of this show and also get advanced copies of our episodes, visit patreon.com slash terriblewarriors. Every month I host a private game for our Patreon sponsors, and there's a chair at that virtual table waiting for you. All the details are on our Patreon page, and you can always message me directly over Discord. If you have a question, you can find me with the username terriblewarriors.com. Hashtag 2020. Cult Divinity Lost is published by Helmgast. Our theme music is by Epic Game Music. All other music is licensed through Epidemic Sound. Our game master, Mitch Wallace. Our players, Kimberly Dewing, Ainsley Moores, myself, Justin Eacock. Editing is also done by me. Next week on The Terrible Warriors, Blues Skies Calling for Me. Nothing but blues skies do I see. Whatever plane of existence we find you on when next we meet, thank you for listening. Be good to each other.